Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or Stock Twits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Yeah, we're back. Three green days in a row. We have finally panicked ourselves into a bull market. Math, dude, this is crazy. As mathematically, based on like how you measure things, we're officially now in a bull market just based on numbers. Really? Yeah, we crashed so hard and have rallied 20% that even though we're still having a horrible year, it's officially a bull market today. Hmm. Yeah, go figure that. Go squeeze that. It, put some Purell around that. <laughs> By the way, Knut, you're getting fan mail. No one knows who you are. You don't give out your email. Dude, can people reach you? People have to, So not only do I get fan and hate mail by me, I get your fan and hate mail. I want to read the hate, the hate mail. I only send you the good stuff. The best stuff so bad. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I want, to see, I want to see the fan mail because I've yeah. never had fan mail before in yeah. my life. People actually think you're a good looking guy. Your voice sounds better looking than you are. Should I take that as a compliment? <laughs> yeah, Hans, by the way, Hans reached out to me on WhatsApp. I know. He I, said Thailand's finally getting uh, tied down. He says the heat and humidity does nothing to stop the virus per just let Trump know. Hans <laughs> always has got his, you know, his Wikipedia over there. Hans has got his opinions. <laughs> All right. A- Today, uh, like I said, Knut, we have uh, the market's up. So the panic has subsided the last three days. Now people should take a deep breath. Because uh, while the panic may have, the selling may have subsided, I think it's March 26th, tomorrow will be Friday. So it's been two weeks since Friday the 13th when we were in the thick of this. But uh, the COVID cases are like shooting through the roof. So the news continues to get worse, but the markets are up 20% from the lows. And that is what makes investing hard. I joke that investing is easy, but now the people who are reading the headlines and say, oh, sell my stocks, uh, they may have, you know, maybe you should just think about things. The market has already had its panic. And uh, I took a lot of calls today from people that didn't panic and now are like wanting to sell. Um, and I don't know what they should do. I don't know what their long-term plan is, um, but it sure was an interesting time to buy a little bit more a week ago. And now everybody's rushing to sell. So I, I don't know. Like, this is how markets work. And like I said, mathematically, based on how far we've risen in the last three days, we're in a bull market. So uh, color yourself confused. Very interesting. So uh, we're going to get Om Malik today on the phone. He has lived through some tech panics. Uh, he's, had to, he's built a big business, shut a big business down, uh, now works at True Ventures as a partner, uh, as a geek. He's as geeky as geeks may be. He's had heart problems, has, is a writer, photographer. Uh, he has a great name, Ohm. It's Twitter handle, at Ohm. Fantastic. Yeah, bastard. Okay, and so he's a lovable guy. He's like Herb Greenberg, but like uh, more techie. You were so early on Twitter, you should have been at H. Yeah, but I just was so happy to have my name. Now I'm just <laughs> Zoomer. I just changed my handle to Zoomer. I was the nibbler last week, and now I'm the Zoomer. <laughs> the, uh, so a message from Pay It Off, one of our portfolio companies that sent in an ad, and we had him on the show. Uh, Pay It Off is a venture-backed team, that's us, building the next generation of B2B repayment solutions for student debt. 
They built the first federal debt API that helps any fintech or financial institution address student loans with their financial services product. The average borrower saves $3,000 per year from their personalized assessment enrollment functionality. These tools are especially helpful right now during the COVID-19 situation as millions of borrowers are losing part of their income or their jobs entirely. Companies using <clears throat> Pay It Off's API can provide immediate relief by enrolling them in income-driven repayment plans and forgiveness options. That's payitoff.io, P-A-Y-I-T-O-F-F dot I-O. Uh, Knut, let's get Ohm on the phone. Ohm! Hello. You are on okay. Panic with Friends. Great. Hi, Howard. How are you, buddy? Long time no speak. You are, uh, you're locked down in San Francisco, but doing walks in the morning, correct? I've been following. That is indeed correct. You're taking long walks in San Francisco. Long, what, yeah. How's, how's the behavior there? What are, we, what are you seeing? Uh, I think much better now than two weeks ago or even 10 days ago. I see much fewer people on the road, though there's a lot of people running on Embarcadero when I'm out for a walk. So that's why I go up like at five and I'm back home by 6.30 and, so that I don't. And what, how are you feeling? I'm good. You know, just I've been self-isolating for now. Today is my day 27. I'm day 13 or so, and I think day 27. Is your concern now more just about other people more versus you? I think you're clean at this point. I am more concerned about myself because I am a diabetic and I have a heart condition, so I don't want to take undue risk right now. That's why I'm self-isolating. Got it. Plus, I, it's just easier to not you know, increase the risk of infection yep. you know and 27 days that's real so are you using amazon for ordering in like for no. food and everything or are you going to the stores no i have food at home i have one person who's kind enough to bring me got it food after cooking for for the whole week and just drop it off downstairs and i you know that's it and, and i'm missing my indian food though you're missing your Indian food. So let's, let's, I want to go back and talk about panics. This is panic with friends and you've seen a few tech panics. They're forgetting no one's seen this, but you've seen a few tech panics. And so let's give uh, my, uh, the stock Twitch listeners and the panic with friends listeners and my Twitter feed listeners uh, some background. Cause you are uh, an old time. I had Herb Greenberg on the other day. Remember Herb? Street.com. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's living in San Diego. He just had open heart surgery like three weeks ago in Cleveland. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. I should drop him a note. Yeah, he's great. So I'm, 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 uh, I'm not as old as Herb. No, he's sixty-seven. Yeah, I I've been around, as you say. I currently work as a partner for two ventures in San Francisco. Yep. We are early stage investment firm, and uh, we are also fortunate enough to be your partners in stock twits. That's correct. Tony and Conrad. Tony Conrad, the great Tony Conrad. Yeah, not the just scarf. Tony Conrad. Scarfless Tony Conrad's better than scarfed Tony Conrad. He's very we San Francisco. Deb- we will leave that debate to another day. <laughs> so shoe ventures has done great deals like, um, Peloton. You guys did yeah. Fitbit, I believe. We did Fitbit. Blue bottle automatic. coffee. 
your Auto- water coffee. WordPress, you call it automatic, but I call it WordPress. And uh, and which some some other famous names? Let's just ring them off. We did do a security is one of the companies we did, which was acquired by Cisco. You did Ring, and I think. We did Ring, which was acquired by Amazon. So, I mean, you know, it's three hundred plus companies. I don't want to pick favorites amongst the kids. No, 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 no. But I just want people to have a context because True Venture's been at this game. John Callahan's a legend. He was back in the old yeah. days CMGI. So you, yeah. you and you were around as a you were a media person before this. You were a reporter. Yes, and before True, I started and ran a blog called Gigom, which was started in 2001 where at a time of another panic to go. And before that, like just to give, give you a little context, I was a reporter in the early days of the internet. I worked for Nikkei and then I worked for Forbes, Forbes.com. Yep. I worked for Red Herring. Red Herring I worked right. for Business, Business 2.0. I also started my blog did own in 2001. It became a company in 2006, which True had invested in. And uh, in 2014, I joined True as a partner. And the media side, do you miss it at all? You don't. You're starting to write a little bit more and you're a photographer, but do you miss it? That was a grind, huh? Yeah, I don't miss the business. I do, I, do I miss chasing the story? Absolutely. It's like telling, you know, like a, like a hound dog has to go hunt, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like that you can't take out of anyone. But I like to write, and I'm writing like a person now, not like a media yeah. company. Right. And GigaOM was so pop, but it, Business 2.0 is where I discovered you. I was back in the days of Street.com and Kramer, and you were writing about the, you were kind of making tech sound simpler. You, you kind of had a way of, exp- you just loved tech, and how, what's the biggest change that you've seen from tech from 2001 to 2020 and post-2020? So let's go back to 2001. The market crashed, and you start the blog. I started the blog because I went working for a daily publication, which is Forbes.com, and to working for Red Herring, which was a monthly magazine. And I, I couldn't understand how the hell are we going to write about and inform people about tech when the industry changes so fast and these publications take two, three months to come out. And I used to have a casual newsletter and which I would send out to about four or 500 people. And I had discovered Ev Williams blogger and I had started to use that for essentially and constantly updated website. I don't know. It wasn't caught. I couldn't figure out what was a blog, but it felt like made perfect sense to write every day. For me, it was more out of habit. And then I switched to another software and it became a full-fledged blog. And I would work on it every evening. I would go back home after my workday and I, I would write about things I had heard and, you know, and my pontification about what was happening in technology. And the reason I would do that is because everywhere I looked, people were talking technology and the internet. And it was like, it made no sense to me. It's like, how could people not understand fundamentally that tech was going to be even more pervasive in our universe? And so that was my 
original idea of why I wanted to write every day. A little bit of it was a personal itch to write every day because that's the habit I had been used to for most of my life. And secondly, I just couldn't understand why people hated on tech so much. And so that was it. And, that's, and why um, do you think people hate, I mean, people hate on tech for different reasons today than they did in 2002. I think it was mostly because 2001, 2002 timeframe, it was about the sheer, you know, like the, some of the stuff which went off on the internet was ludicrous. And a, a lot of people got, you know, taken in by the, by the stocks of internet companies and many of them were just nonsense and crap and no one was thinking. And, you know, I think yeah. at some point when you're confronted with your own greed, yes. you have to blame somebody else. Of course. We're seeing it today. Yeah. We're seeing it in a different manifestation today, but it's greed and fear. The uh, But yeah. you're right. Back then it was so ridiculous because the IPO yeah. market was ridiculous. This is a little different because there's a little more like anger about how good these businesses are and how much better they could be. It's so much armchair quarterbacking. It's a little different to hate this time. What do you sense? Cause you've seen it like, and you're like, you can call anybody and they'll pick up the phone. So what, what, why is, I know it's easy to blame Facebook and they're evil, but what, it's not just that. What do you think the hate is? How is it different? So, yeah, I think I would say things were not that different in my mind, till about 2015. I think 2015 is when our industry or my industry, which is tech, basically became, went from being a normal, small, you know, corner of the world to being the center of the universe. And it, it has drawn so many people into it and so much money Everybody sees there is an opportunity to make money here. So the industry has become almost 10, 20x of what it used to be. So the sheer size and scope of everything has changed drastically. I think why people are finding, you know, they dislike many of these companies is a lot of these companies and the people who run these companies and people who started these companies people who fund these companies, people who write about these companies like me, we still think it's like 2001 or 2002. You know, we still think of it as like our small industry. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in reality, it's 20 times bigger. It touches everything. It, you know, we look at, you know, Amazon in such abstract terms, but we don't, like, I think if anything, this panic is, making us understand how pervasive technology companies really are. Yeah. Because without them, you know, our modern life doesn't function. Doesn't and in, function. in a sad way, right? In a mm -hmm. sad way, their reflection of what is to come. Think about it this way. In 2030, we have climate change. Climate has changed. Like forget about climate change. You know, the world is different. It's, too hot outside to go for normal human beings and you have to stay indoors and it's almost like that you know Pixar movie the robot movie Wally, uh, mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so somebody has to bring food somebody has to bring supplies we basically we are seeing right now 
our government is basically incapable of doing anything. So interesting. Right? Yeah. So who's doing who's doing the deliveries right now? Yeah. You know, Jeff Bezos and Co. Right? Yeah. Like I think in many ways our reality is like come in front of us and that's why maybe it's a time for all our tech leaders to kind of take a step back and just say oh we have a bigger responsibility we have like this is very yeah. cool and the great news is weed is pervasive too and i know you're not buzz right now but i wish i was that was pretty deep the uh that is so true like it's almost like this is a a a dry run of what's coming like this I was mean, inevitable yeah, like, so luckily this yeah. is happening in a way because in 2040 or 30 or whenever it's too hot to go outside or when it's flooding we might, we're going to need DoorDash or whatever Amazon or drones anyways yeah i was walking this morning uh, or yesterday when i was walking back from my walk and there was like nobody on the street it was like 6:15 right nobody not a soul on the street and you know, I, I I live on Brandon Street in San Francisco. Like, Busy area. I was walking, yeah, Second Street. Like it is, it's like where all, you know, near South Park. Tech people come and go all the time, and everything. It just is people, and there's a ballpark, and there's people all the time. There was nobody, and I said, "Oh, those delivery robots make perfect sense." Yeah. Oh, SoftBank had just lasted a little longer. The yeah. uh, It's about timing. And so I think you're right. I think it's like when I hear Galloway rant, you know, I like Galloway, but it's like boring to me at this point because he was early and right the first time. And now it's just, you know, media, media, media. But I think if you take a step back and talk to people like yourself and all the people that I love talking to now, Mike Marquez, who you know, and Herb Greenberg, people who have like been through this like 30 years and really, really love tech. And it's just like, that's an interesting take is like, Hey man, 2015, the, you know, it just became too big. It's the center of the universe. And now you're right. These Facebook and these people, they, they can't just, they can't just show up and like deliver their product. They got to think like government's not working. Like there's no state. There's no, like it's back to the local level. Like you gotta like, you gotta like, yeah. I kind of like it personally. And I'm, I'm, I'm in that 1%. And not one percent wealth, but one percent that just like luckily lives in this tech explosion, and I'm just going with the flow, and I don't have to worry about like my job next week. So I can appreciate you saying that. Like it seems obvious that yeah. that's coming. I think how you know for me when I think you know you don't have to you don't have to love technology right blindly. You know I think the problem I have with companies like um, Facebook, which I've, I'm a very vocal critic of. I actually got off Facebook, deleted my account. Years with ago. Hundreds and thousands of followers, yeah. mostly because they don't actually understand that, you know, not everything is about engagement. The, the religion of engagement is so high in that company that they would sacrifice democracy at the altar of engagement. Hmm. The greed exactly, is Because it's so an ad high. model? If they switch... Exactly. Yeah. No, it's not even an ad model. Oh. They just believe that more time they have, that's their core religion, is more attention they have from you, the more, more likely they are that you will stay with them mm -hmm. and not go to Google or any other place. Mm. I mean, 
it's a hypothetical. It is. I would not block the president of America. Hmm. All right, we're in an our individual first argument. Is a, our first no, no, argument. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm kidding. Our presidents, you know, it, we still live in America, man. Yeah. I, you, you, I, you know what? However, you're. I, I don't want to get into that no, argument, I, but you know, it's like it's at some point you gotta have, you know. Uh, this is one thing I won't debate you. I'll debate you anything. Can I ask you a question? Okay. You know, panic reverse, right? Yeah. And so if you're, you're Harvard, uh-huh. great stock market investor, huh. the seer of all trends, uh-huh. what do you make of this market? I mean, what should I do about uh, my stocks, about my savings? Yeah. What I think should that- I do? Uh, yeah, I think that the the issue is is like people aren't asking those questions when things are going well, right? Like, I think it's like gardening or like yoga. I think yoga is so interesting because because I always come back to the subject, the, the mantra, right? Like same goddamn positions, you know. It's how long you hold them. It's same sayings over and over. And the stock market's the exact same thing. If you go to financial Twitter and especially on stock tweets, we're talking about his, human behavior has been the same since day one. Greed and fear. So when everybody's, you know, Warren Buffett try, has done a great job of making it hokey and simple. Uh, love or hate him is, you know, is you know, over the last week on Twitter, I was like, guys, it's not fun. This is the worst time to to buy something, but that's when you have to buy something. And then for the last year, when the market was up thirty percent and Trump was telling people, you know, why aren't you up a hundred percent? That is not a good time to be buying stocks. Um, so, you know, I try and like, not like, there's only a few times a year where the markets matter. This has been one of them. And it's not because you should be panicked and selling. It's because you should be thinking about opportunity while other people are panicking. So there's these every, every few years or every 10 years or every, every five years, there's, there's a point where there's a wealth transfer where people are, are, are being conned and, and it's calm and everybody's investing and everybody owns the same thing and everybody's talking about Facebook and they all own Nike and they all own uh, the same companies. And now we're at a point where, oh, shit, like we're talking about Boeing going at it. Like all of a sudden we're talking about what? Excellence at $30 and not $80? And what? Uh, Carnival Cruise Lines at $4 and not at 60 Like we're talking about airlines going out of business all of a sudden. Like all of a sudden it's not just about uh, – the NASDAQ and Facebook and Twitter. Like I love this environment because now we're talking about like true disruption. Like what is really going to come out of this? And I think you probably had the best point so far by saying this is all a simulation for climate change. Like we're arguing over climate change, but the real argument is like argue what you want. It's going to be fucking hot in 10 years or 15 years. I've seen it in Phoenix and winters are going to be warmer and yada, yada, yada. And there's going to be all kinds of other disruptions. And so I'm kind of, you're asking me my opinion. I'd rather look out 10 years and talk to people like you and Fred Wilson and all the people and Mark Andreessen and venture capitalists who are kind of simulate today versus 10 years from now. Do I want to own Carnival Cruise Lines? No, because I don't want to own businesses that have a massive amounts of leverage to, to this is the thing I, I think the old world and the new world. You talk about 2015, Ohm, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like 2015 is when you should have stopped averaging into the S&P 500 and started averaging into the NASDAQ 100. So if tech 
became the center, the number one tip I would give to people, if tech became the center of the universe in 2015, that is the moment when instead of uh, Vanguard S&P 500, Vanguard should be marketing the, uh, the NASDAQ 100, meaning we're just at the beginning of the tech boom in 2015. Yeah, there's trials and tribulations. So, so I think the biggest thing I tell people that call me and what they do, I go, look, name some of the companies you own in your portfolio. If you own the Gap and if you own Carnival Cruise Line and Boeing, you're missing out on what makes great investing. We've gone from an era of financial leverage, which is Boeing, the banks, to an area of social leverage, which is connections, networks, um, speed, technology. So the number one thing I tell people in panics like this is clean up your portfolio and add, don't, you don't have to be that diversified. You know, you walk into a Walgreens and you see 7,000 uh, uh, Band-Aid products when you really just need one Band-Aid product. So I think people need more tech in their portfolio and people really need to diversify less, not more. And so use these periods of panic to like clean up your portfolio and slim things down. And uh, I think the most interesting thing, before I put it back to questions back to you, you tricked me here by giving, asking me a question, is um, is this has been a great time to just be alone and kind of think about these things. So I've, it's been fun yeah. talking to, to people and, and, and asking these questions. So what do you see sure. as a, what do you see as a VC? I'm not letting you ask another question. What do you see as a VC at True Ventures? Because you guys have a big firm. How big is the firm? Uh, we have about uh, $2 billion or so under management. Yep. And over 300 companies we've invested in our history, over 300 companies over 15 years. And, and you know, what we are looking at is, you know, we believe that there is a lot of uh, changes which are going to happen in how genomics, in, you know, intersect with life, you know, with, you know, from a medical standpoint, you know, genomics and, uh, and, you know, a lot of the, you know, the food production, for example, yep. we also believe that there is going to be new opportunities in, in, uh, in agriculture, in, in, you know, how, you know, processes are managed, you know, like, and not robots in the classical sense, but more in robots, augmenting, human capabilities and helping us actually manage a lot of the changes which are going to happen in the near future. I think the scale of our world is changing pretty radically and machines will have to play some role in it. And like, so what those things are, you know, that's an exploration we are on as, as, as a group. And, you know, we keep looking at, you know, in, interesting opportunities. I think there is quite a few of them out there. You know, we've done, a bunch of companies which are, you know, in the, which are helping automate some of the agricultural, you know, farms, for example. Mm -hmm. And the reason there, and then there is others which are looking at uh, a weather is a company called under, you know, understory, which is looking at, um, you know, how weather is on a regional basis. What is the impact of weather and, you know, on businesses and on production on cities and, you know, those are like, you know, very important technologies which are which are going to play a role in the future. So we are looking at the change is constant, right? I think, and the speed of change has increased. Yeah. And that means opportunities to deal with that change have increased. So 
as an investor, you have to keep looking for many more of those opportunities. Yeah, and I think for me, Go for ahead. me, like you know, when I when I think about, you know, you remember two thousand eight, everybody said too big to fail, mm-hmm. and the banks and the banking sector, financial sector, came out fewer players, much but much bigger, mm-hmm. right, and more dominant. Mm-hmm. I see same thing. Same thing with this, yep. with this this crisis. Yeah, you know, we'll have bigger much larger retail presence for like grocery chains and McDonald's, you know, the Walmart, yep. Starbucks. The big will be really, really big. Yep. There will be no small. Mm-hmm. I think the small and the middle is gone. Yep. So I think how do we deal with that reality? Totally agree. I think that is the key, key question for the next 10 years. And I think we are seeing in, our, in front of our eyes like a much bigger 3x bigger wealth transfer from one sector of society to another. The biggest of all time started a month ago. Yeah. It's frightening. It was 1x, it was 1 trillion during 2008. This is a $3 trillion ish, you know, transfer. So it's like almost 3x. And I think where we go after this, and, you know, is an interesting one. Like, the funny part of the whole shift is that. The tech probably is not going to be that much of a beneficiary of that because the Amazon is getting bigger regardless, you know? Mm -hmm. Amazon is getting bigger because it works and it's making things happen, Mm -hmm. right? And Apple is getting bigger because it's making products which make things happen. And the same as with Google and Microsoft. And hopefully there will be like a dozen other companies like that, Mm -hmm. you know? And but so, how do you rationalize that in a world where even though at two billion you guys are seed investors, I still think I still think of you as early stage investors. So if there's not going to be a small and big, how do you how do you how do you work within that? You know, you need to plant an acorn to grow an oak. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. No, I'm with it's you. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, 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 at the macro, we know that it small was, and big is not sexy it, it anymore. Was, but yes, yeah, it was a tiny little one. You know, one man's dream was WordPress, and look at it now, you know, almost 30% of the web. So, so at one point it was 50, so it's still 30% of the web? Yeah. It's just fascinating. Matt is amazing. I got to get him on. The um, So I'm with you on this wealth transfer. So you don't, you're bullish, but at the same time, you're uh, cautiously concerned or optimistic. But you're, at the same time, you have these major concerns like, because there's no stopping Starbucks, McDonald's, uh, Walmart, Amazon, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Apple right now. I think if we don't think about humans, people like humans, we are not going to, all this doesn't matter. All of this is just pointless. All Everything, whether it's technology, whether it's wealth, it's like size, it's our society. Look at what is going on around us right now, right? We cannot hug another person. How bad is that? That's the ultimate failure as a society. We are humans and we can't even touch each other. Hmm. You know, it's like, so no matter how much wealth is transferring, if we, and you know, in this process, we will discount human beings and that would be really sad. And I think that's, that's the sad part of this whole thing. It bothers me a lot. 
Yeah, no, no, no. It's like my daughter. It's like we keep, she's sitting on the couch six feet away. Like it's weird to not be able to hug yeah. your kids. And what's your outlook on the virus? Like, what, yeah, you're probably studying it a little more than most. What's your take? Are we, we'll get through it, but like what's, you think hugging will come back or we're screwed? We got to bring it back, man. Yeah. I mean, I got to hug my nieces and nephew and I got to hug my goddaughters. I don't want to die without doing that. And what uh, what in San Francisco is the cases? Are you tracking the cases at all, or what's your take on how how it's, it's actually? I'm surprised by how slow it is here. I thought it would be a lot worse, but I guess that aggressive isolation policy has worked so far. Okay, good. Well, I uh, and you guys, you've been working 27 days, and True Ventures is obviously doing work from home. So it's uh, but VCs are pretty good at this stuff, anyways. We're using all the products. Yeah. Are you a Slack user or Zoom? Is this? Do you like Slack? I love Slack. I'm a I'm a shareholder in Slack, so I don't want to talk about it. But I'm I am uh, too. I own a little shares. I own a few shares. He's done a I great job through the, this crisis. He's a great CEO. Yeah. Stays, out, stays out of I'm, the mood, stays out of the news, doesn't do anything wacky, builds great product, loves his users, seems like his employees like him, didn't do the, everything. He's doing everything right, except the stock price was going down. Now it's going up. Hey, you know, stock price is not the ultimate barometer. I agree. I agree. I love everything about Slack. I think he's going to have, a, yeah. I think the next 10 years will be very good for Slack. I think the next 10 years will be great for people that care about humans. Absolutely. And I know you care about humans and I care about you. StockTwitch is growing really fast. StockTwitch is growing really fast. Not, it's not, you know, when you, you know, I have a different opinion. I think you have to prune all the time. I think you have to kick off assholes. Uh, now, I don't think it's good for a VC business. I have to agree. That was my my failing is like, VC, you know, if you want to raise VC money and run a, a platform, uh, the more the merrier uh, and take all the uh, warts with it. I just always hated the warts. So I think that was kind of the, now, 12 years later, StockTwits is like, you know, growing faster than ever. And we seem to, you know, obviously we have crazy people, but they, they rid themselves very fast. So it's, I, You know what? I think you're right. There is a lot of trolls and a lot of bad people out there. I think, again, there there is a lot of trolls and a lot of bad people out in the real world as well. So right. I think our social networks only reflect that reality. So. No, I'm, I'm a little bit just, I'm a little, I, I, obviously the trolls are everywhere. I just think they're not as big a percentage as people give them credit for. Right? This is where, this is my, I think if you can, if you, you know, it's battle, if you can battle them, like you have to take them on, you can't let them overtake, you can't leave them alone for five days or they'll just infiltrate. It's kind of like a virus. You have to separate them and you have to kick them off and you have to enforce rules, you know, 10 commandments type stuff. It's not perfect, but you got to keep repeating them. It's kind of like the mantra in the markets. So uh, I appreciate you coming on. I, I love what True Ventures, obviously you guys have been backing companies for forever. Um, how many people are True now? From an investment team standpoint, we are a total of 12 people, with, including so, principals. So lean. Senior, uh, like, and total team is about 30 people. We have a great so finance lean. team. Yeah. Yeah, we're only I three. Mean, I, the one thing great business, the one thing great about investing is it's a very lean business. Now, what about, what's your sweet spot? Steve, do you like seed or A or B? Seed. So you're seed. I'm a seed guy. 
And what's your focus, focus? If founders want to reach out to you, what's your, what do you love? Is there a specific category you love? You know, I love, I'm still biased towards networks, network connection, network software. Uh, I like, uh, you know, what is called connected devices, internet of things. Um, And, you know, generally, like, I'm not, I'm not dogmatic about anything. I, I do tend to stay away from, you know, consumer product companies. Like, I'm not interested in if you're selling clothes or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, furniture and stuff like that. That's not, I don't understand it. You know, there's other people at the firm who are much better and much wiser than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, but I'm open to, you know, I like, I like things with technology. Yeah. No, you're a geek's geek. Uh, it's great to catch up, my man. And uh, it's you, nice brother. to see you writing. I've, I read about the walks and everything, and it's, it's nice to be writing. Yeah, I wish I was writing more about tech, but I think this time yeah. of, uh, you know, we are living in a strange time, and I feel I just, that's the only way I can deal with the anxiety is by just writing. And you're at Ohm on Twitter, and uh, and the and the blog. If people want to subscribe to Occasional Missives, it's at uh, it's Ohm it's Ohm dot com or Ohm Malik. No, Ohm dot co. Ohm dot co. Very efficient. You're very efficient. You know, yeah. So, and I also have a newsletter, which is easy to get. Um, you can sign up on my blog, or it's on it's in my Twitter bio, so it's easy. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Good luck with Thank the quarantine, you, and we'll see you on the other side. I hope you you stay well and give my best to your family and and be as amazing as you can be. All right, my man. Talk to you soon. Take care. Legend. I remember meeting him the first time. He was always the nice guy, like Herb. Herb was a little bit surly, but... One word for that man. Wise. Oh, he... uh, he tried to build a media business. I mean, he did, but it's just that's not the right business for a guy like that. Too wise, too calm, too nice. Uh, and then True, he's you know he's become you know he's worked inside True for a long time. Anyways, that was fun, huh? Yeah. A little change of pace. No panic there. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> uh, he definitely is in there in the scrum of it all in San Francisco and a big thinker. So hope everybody enjoyed that. We'll be back soon with another panic with friends.